what's wrong with the thing. I'm sitting there waiting for a piano. Is y'all waiting for a piano? I was waiting for a piano. Somebody explain to me how come we don't have her taped. We don't, how come we don't have a recording of that so we can play it while she's not here? All right, we got to look into that. We need to work that out somehow or another. But I'm so glad y'all are here today. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms 9. Psalms 9. I'm going to spend a little time talking about what our country needs. It's not going to be a political speech. Because if I was to look at the politics of this world and try to figure, tell you what this country needs, I got no idea. I have none. But Tuesday is Independence Day, and it's the day that we celebrate the adoption of the Declaration of Independence, our nation's beginning. There's a line in the Declaration of Independence. And I apologize for my voice. I was out in the garden, I think, uh, allergies and stuff. I feel like I'm all kind of clogged up and... If I sound like I'm speaking in a tunnel, that's the way I hear it. But there's a line in the Declaration of Independence that says, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they were endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Even in our Declaration of Independence, we mention the Creator. That's what this country was founded on. Founded on God. But somehow we've lost our way. We're forced to deal with lots of problems in this country. Uh, struggling economy, unemployment, scandals, national debt, crime, violence, division, and there's many others. But our biggest problem is our country faces, that our country faces is we've lost our identity. And we have people who want to reject the Lord. And they don't want God to rule over us. Just like we didn't want England to rule over us. But our founding fathers knew that all of our rights are given to us by our Creator. So we're going to look at David's Psalm 9 to get a better idea of what this country needs and what Christians can do. So let's read Psalms 9, verses 1 through 20. And the Bible says, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise unto thy name, O thou most high. My enemies, then when my enemies are turned back, uh, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. For thou hast maintained my right and my cause. Thou uh, settest uh, in the throne of judging right. Thou hast rebuked the heathen. Thou hast destroyed the wicked. Thou hast put out their name forever and ever. O thou enemy, destruction are come to their perpetual end, and thou hast destroyed cities, their memorial is perished with them. But the Lord shall endure forever. He hath prepared his throne for judgment, and he shall judge the world in righteous, righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Sing praises unto the Lord which dwell in Zion. 
declare among the people his doings. And when he maketh uh, inquisition for blood, he remembereth them. He forgiveth not the cry of the humble. Have mercy upon the, on me, O Lord. Consider my trouble, which I suffer of them that hate me. Thou lifts up my, me uh, up from the gates of death, that I have showed forth all thy praises in the gates of the daughters of Zion, and I will rejoice in thy salvation. The heathen are sunk down in the pit that they made, and in net which they lay, hid in their own foot taken. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executed. The judge, the wicked, is snared in the works of his own hand. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations that forgot God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail at the let the heathen be judged in thy sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your wonderful word. We thank you, Father, for all that you give us. And Father, sometimes we need to grasp hold of what you're really telling us. Sometimes we look around on what we should do and what we should say and where we should go and how we should act and all the answers are found right here in your word. And Lord, help us to understand that. Help us to, today, today, Lord, to put our focus where it needs to be. Help, help us to guide our steps in the way you'd want them. To do what you'd have us to do. To be a blessing to those around us. To be a, a light into this world and to our country, Lord. And help us to do the things we can to pull us out of where we're headed and Set us back up on the rock that we're founded upon. Father, we love you and we thank you, Lord. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So in this psalm, David shows us uh, how to deal with troubles, with evil and with our enemies. It also lets Christians know what they need to do to help our country. And I think mostly what I want to explain to you is that we need to focus on God. We spend too much time focused on on people, on crime, on Washington, on leaders. And, and listen, if you want to be a good Christian, you should vote. You should pray for your leaders. Even if you didn't vote for them, pray for them. Pray for this country. Pray for the direction. Pray for everything. But if you really want to help this country, you need to focus your life on God. Put your eyes upon Him. Set your mind to think about, instead of thinking about what's around you, the evil, the the anger, the hatred, and the problems, and focus on God. Because David first says here, first thing you need to do is you need to keep on praising God. Look at verses 1 and 2 again. It says, And I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart, and I will show forth all, my, all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise unto thy name, O thou most high. David's singing praises to God. And not with his lips, with his whole heart. And even in trouble, there's gladness and joy in his heart because he knows God's in control. Notice that David in his praises, they're, they're intentional. He doesn't say, you might or you could. He, he says, I will. He, he, says, he says, I will show forth the marvelous works. I will be glad. I will sing praises. He knows what's going to happen. Even if his whole world collapses around him. 
Even if there's so much trouble, David can't see a way out. He can sing praises to God because he knows what God is able to do. It's trusting and believing in Him. No matter what happens, He will praise God. We must praise God. Because He alone is worthy. Look at verse 3. Verse 3 says, And when mine enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish in thy presence. You know, sometimes I think we get so worked up about the world and the evil in it and the people. We have to understand that all those will fall. All those who are against God will fall. There's an interesting thing that happened to Jesus when he was on the day he was arrested in John. In John chapter 18. In John chapter 18 it says, John chapter 18 verse 3 says, Judas then, having received a band of men of all and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh hither, hither with lanterns and torches and weapons. And Jesus therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? And they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with him. As soon then as he had, had said unto them, I am he, they went backwards and fell on the ground. They came to arrest Jesus. And Jesus says, who are you looking for? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus says, I am he. And they all fell backwards. That's the power of our God over our enemies. The power of our God to, to take the enemies and just, just knock them down. Because they have no power against God. Jesus knew what was going to happen. They fell down, but Jesus let them get back up because he was bound to go to the cross and die for the sins of the world. But the Lord wanted them to know who was really in control. If, God, if Jesus didn't want them back up, they wouldn't have got back up. We face giants in our lives. And it may look like we have no hope, but the truth is that God is always in control. Now, in John chapter 18, look at verse 7 through 9, it says, Then asked of them again, Whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. Therefore, if therefore ye seek me, let these things go their way, that, they, uh, that the same might be fulfilled which he spake of them, which thou gavest of me, I lost none. Jesus says, I am he, go take me. But let these men go because the Bible says I, I, didn't, I wouldn't lose any. Isn't it a wonderful thought? If you belong to Jesus Christ, he's not going to lose you. You can't, you can't be separated from him. This world can't do anything to you. They can't, they can't take you away from the presence of God. They can't pull you out of him. You belong to God. God in you and, and you in God. We praise God and give him the glory because all the evil will fall and be destroyed. And none of it can touch us. Look at verses 4 through 5. It says, For thou hast maintained my, my right and my cause. Thou settest in the throne judging right. Thou hast rebuked the heathen, and thou hast destroyed the wicked. Thou hast put out their name forever and ever. We also praise God because uh, we see him fighting for his people. David here speaks in past terms. David, he doesn't say, David doesn't say, you will do this or you will do that. David speaks that you've maintained my right. You've rebuked the heathen. You will 
you destroyed the wicked. And this means that whatever we face, the outcome is already secure. It's as good as done. Praise God because He will give us victory in the end. I don't know what will happen to our country in the next 240-some years if we're here that long. But for God's people, our, our victory is secure. Nothing will change that. At the sign of the Declaration of Independence, uh, Samuel Adams said, We have this day restored the sovereignty to whom all men ought to be obedient. He reigns in heaven, and from the rising and the setting of the sun, let his kingdom come. They weren't just declaring their right to, to rule themselves. They weren't just declaring a, a, a free country a, apart from the oppression of England. They were, called, they were making a country that was part of the kingdom of God. That this country was going to be founded to serve God. And Samuel Adams was going to face many hardships, as David did. But it didn't matter. And we must continue to praise God no matter what happens to us and give Him the glory. Because He's in control. Second, we must continue to tell others about our Savior. Look at verses 6 through 8. Verse 6 through 8 says, O thou enemy, destructions are come to the perpetual end, and thou hast destroyed cities, their memorial is perished with them. But the Lord shall endure forever. He hath prepared his throne for judgment. He shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. That makes you fully understand that if you're wicked, if you do not belong to God, God will judge you. He's a righteous judge. God's enemies may seem strong, but God is infinitely stronger. They may last for a while, but God is forever. And all the world will be judged by this righteous God from heaven. And that's our message to people. That's our warning. If you want to stand before the judgment seat of God and be judged for for who you are and what you've done, you're going to lose. But if you want to stand before God, righteous and holy, you need Jesus. Because we have none of that on our own. It's the relationship we have with Jesus Christ that makes us able to stand before God, holy and acceptable unto Him. Because it's not in our righteousness, it's in His righteousness that He gives fully and freely when He died for us at the cross. And he judges by the condition of a person's heart. John 7, 24 says, Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. God will judge the heart. So what's in your heart today? What's in the heart of this wicked world? People who are living for self and and living for, for temporary pleasures. Do they not understand one day they'll be judged? That's why they need to know about their Savior. The world thinks they can do whatever they want to, anytime they want to, and everything will be all right because there's nothing after this world. But if you're a child of God, you know there's something after this world, and it's a judgment, and we'll all stand before God. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then you're doomed. That's the message we need to give the world. That's why we need to keep telling others about our Savior. We also need to tell them about him because God is our refuge. Look at verse 9. The Lord also will be a refuge 
for the oppressed. A refuge in times of trouble. God is our safe place. It may seem like we're exposed to the evil of this world, but the truth is we're safe and secure until the end. It's kind of like a shelter during, when a tornado comes and people climb down in that cellar and they shut the door and the storm passes over. It may take the house. It may take everybody's house. They may be told destruction, but when they come out of there, they're safe. Why? Because they have a, a, a refuge to go to. Church, don't get so worked up about the things in this country. Don't get so worked up about the evil and things you see. Don't get so worked up about the things that are all around us. Pray. Seek God. Understand that we're secured in Him. The world needs to know how to find security. And evil will always be there until they find out who Jesus Christ truly is. Psalms 59 16 says, But I will sing of thy power, yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning. For thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. You know, sometimes I think we're so busy shaking our fist at things, you know. We see something that bothers us and makes us mad, and we just shake our fist at it and say, oh, you should know better than that. Why are you doing that for? And people don't need to see Christians shaking their fists. They need to see Christians singing praises to God. God put a song in our heart. We need to sing it. We need to say, Lord is my, is my shelter. He's my strong tower. He is my mighty fortress. I will not perish because God is in my heart. I am going to walk through this world no matter what this world has in store for me. Man, I'm going to sing the praises of God because He is with me. That's what the world needs to see. They'll be more likely to come and say, how can you sing in all this trouble? But then it'll never come to you if you're shaking your fist. We also need to tell them about Him because God is, is dependable. Look at 10 and 11. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Sing praises to the Lord which dwell in Zion. Declare among the people his doings. He's never forsaken anyone. We can always depend on God. He never has, he never will. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. That we'll be able to bear it. He's dependable. He's never let me down. I've let him down many times, but God has never let me down. And that's what our country needs to hear today. Our country needs to hear that hear about God's love. They need to hear about His Son, Jesus. They need to hear about that He's the righteous judge that will judge this world. They need to find out that He's the refuge that they solely need. And He is the satisfaction their soul desires. And that He alone is dependable. Imagine all the things we face in life. Now imagine them facing them not knowing God. We wonder why this world is so crazy, why people are so scared, why so people are so... So uh, just running around like chickens with their head cut off because they have no security. You know, we, 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 have, we have a refuge. They have no place to go. They're out in the open, exposed, and they have no hope. 
They have no one who loves them the way we do. They have to know Jesus. That's why I'm going to continue to tell people about the Savior. It'll make a difference in your life, and it will help our country, and it will maybe lead someone to know Jesus Christ for the first time. Third, we must take our troubles to the Lord. We see David doing that a lot, but look at verse 12 through 16 again. It says, When he maketh inquisition for blood, he remembereth them. He forgetteth not the cries of the humble. Have mercy upon me, O Lord. Consider my trouble which I suffer of them that hate me. Thou that lifts me up from the gates of death, that I may show forth all the praises in the gates of the daughter of Zion, and I will rejoice in thy salvation. The heathen are sunk down in the pit that they made, in the net which they hid, in their own foot taken. Here David cries out to the Lord, have mercy. Consider my troubles. David knows that the Lord has lifted him from death and gave him salvation, and we know that too. And all God has given us, he has promised. Why would we not take our troubles to him? 1 Peter 5, 17, Casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. What a wonderful phrase, I love that. God cares for us. I know I've mentioned that several times before, but it's just an amazing thing. That sometimes we lose sight of the fact that it, we go through troubles, we go through sicknesses, we, we have loss of loved ones, we have death, we, we face so much. But that little phrase right he careth for you, you can't take that away. No matter what this world throws at you, he careth for you. No matter what you're suffering with, he careth for you. No matter what mentally pro- mental problem you're thinking about and having, he careth for you. It takes away all that. He tells them there in, in, in verse 12 that uh, he remembers them. He doesn't forget the cries of the humble. But they would also pray, look at 19 and 20 again. It says, Arise, O Lord, let not uh, man prevail. Let the heathen be judged in thy sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. They would prayed for mercy, but he also prayed for victory. And we need to pray for both. We pray for mercy because we need mercy because we're all sinners saved by the grace of God. And we're all going to make mistakes and we cry out for mercy for ourselves. We also cry out for mercy for the people of this country who don't know Christ. They may be wicked. They may be destroying this country from the inside out. But we also ask for mercy for them because we know that the only hope for them is Jesus Christ. They're not the enemy. Satan is the enemy. So we cry out for mercy for them. But we also cry out for victory because we want to know one day that all God's enemies will drop, but we'll rise to meet with him in the sky. We have to focus. We have to pray on God and who he is because it's not on our faith because our faith is weak. We are giving all of our troubles to the one who has all the power. Mark chapter 4. Very familiar passage, Mark chapter 4. Starting with verse 37, it says, There arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat upon unto the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hither part of the ship, asleep, on a pillow. 
And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And when he had said that, when he had said, then he, and he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What matter of man is this? that even the wind and the sea obey him. We have access to the one who controls the seas and the winds. We can trust our problems in the hands of God. So lift up your prayers to the Lord. You will never be sorry for taking your troubles to the Lord. It will make a difference in your life, and it can help our country. If you want to make a difference, then pray. Pray and watch God move. But be understanding now, when you pray and want God to move, most of the time he'll move through you. So you have to be willing to go to do what God's called you to do. And finally, we must always remember our Redeemer. Look at verse 17. And the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forgot God. Remembering God always makes a difference. Our country seems to be doing all we can to blot out the name of Jesus Christ. And even though this country was founded on God, many don't even want to recognize it. You can find some of the quotes that I've said today about in the, in, the, in the history books. And I'm going to read you some more quotes here in a minute. But even though this country was founded on God, many don't want to recognize it. We, they worked so hard to take God out of everything. It's hard not to see that we are here because of our Creator. Romans 1, 19-20 says, Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown, into, shown it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. It's all these people who deny that there's a God, who says that Jesus was nothing, that Jesus doesn't matter, he was not God. And he didn't go to the cross and die for the sins of the world. He may have been a man, but that's all he was. And all those people who try to de- deny who he is, to take away the power of God, they, they have no excuse. Go outside and look up. Look at all the nature around you. Everywhere you look, you see that there had to be a creator. At night, look up and see the billions and billions of stars and, and, and see how everything's kind of spinning the way it's supposed to be. You know, if we move off our axis just a little bit, we'll freeze to death or burn up. How can we stay right where we need to be? Because it's controlled by the hand of God. Those who reject God have no excuse. Here are some quotes that the the kids will never see in in the history books. Quotes from people who signed the Declaration of Independence. Charles Carroll. Charles Carroll said, On the mercy of my Redeemer I rely for salvation and on his merits. Jacob Broom said, Don't forget to be a Christian. I have said much to you on this head, and I hope an indelible impression is made. Roger Sherman, I believe that there is one only living and true God existing in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Benjamin Rush, My only hope is salvation My only hope of salvation is in the infinite 
transcendent love of God manifest to the world by the death of his son upon the cross. We must always remember our Redeemer because Jesus has made us free. Like the verse I read to the kids, Galatians 5.1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. John 6.36, I mean 8.36 says, If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Always remember that Jesus made us free to live the way he wants us to live, in his will. So what does our country need? Probably write a book. And there's probably books out there telling you what the country needs. But for Christians, to understand what our country needs, it needs Christians that are living in the freedom that God's given them. Our country needs uh, uh, the children of God who keep giving God the glory, who keep praising God, keep telling everyone about Jesus keep taking their troubles to the Lord, and keep remembering our Redeemer. Church, are you living in the will of God today? Your family needs you to. Your country needs you to. The lost needs you to. Because he's put the freedom that the world needs in a message called the gospel, and he's printed it upon the hearts of those who believe. So if you love your country... Tell people about Jesus Christ. Because he's the only hope. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't know where you're at today. I always kind of dread these uh, sermons on special holidays like this because... People go get so bent out of shape about politics, and I'm not a political person. I don't stand up here and tell you you need to do this and vote for this person or don't vote for that person. I don't. I think you should pray. Seek God's face and do as God leads. Because if you're listening to me, we'll be in worse shape than we could be. But if we listen to God, He takes care of us. You're a child of God. You belong to Him. He's in, you're in His hand. And even though you may be in a world that's evil and wicked, you may be in a world surrounded by, by terror and, and uh, upheaval and, and hatred, you're in His hand. And He has a prepared plan for you that you will be where you need to be. At Joanne Austin's uh, uh, service, um, he, uh, uh, Bobby, her, her cousin, was doing the eulogy and talked about how she was all over the country. She was in Washington, she was in Chicago, different places she went. And even everywhere she went, she ended up back in Covington. And I began to think about it. That's her life, isn't it? doesn't matter where you go. doesn't matter where you go in this life, wherever you zigzag. doesn't matter where you go. Your, your final destination is heaven if you belong to Jesus Christ. If you don't, and I don't care how far you run, I don't care what you do. I don't care how much philosophy you get into. Your destination is hell if you don't know Jesus Christ. You can't change that. Only God can change our destination. So if we're secure in knowing where we're going to be, we should live a life like we know, no matter what road I go down, no matter what I encounter, the only thing that's going to happen to me is one day I'm going to end up and wake up in the presence of Almighty God. 
That's a powerful thing. The country needs Christians who are bold, living for God, praising Him, sharing Jesus Christ with Him before it's eternally too late. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you and thank you, Father, for loving us. Father, we thank you that you provide salvation for all who believe in Jesus Christ. And thank you, Father, that there's no requirements in coming to the, the foot of the cross. There's no requirements. We just have to come and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I can't do nothing about that. And Father, I just follow up on your mercy. And I accept Christ as my Savior because someone needs to save me. And you invite him into your heart and he cleans you. Fills you with living water. Sets you on a rock. Gives you a new destination. Gives you all the hope that you ever need. And then says, go. Tell others what I've done for you. We live in a world that's dying. They're racing to hell, and there's a better way. Let us be the church that tells them that. Father, we thank you for loving us. Thank you for telling us uh, what we need to do. Thank you for giving us your will. Father, thank you for giving us salvation that you provided. Father, we can't get it. There's nothing we can do. We can't work long enough. We can't give enough. We can't sacrifice enough. There's nothing we can do to pay that sin debt. It took the blood of a perfect sacrifice, and that was your son who knew no sin, but took my sin and all sin upon himself. So I can stand before you, not in my righteousness, but in his. Father, we thank you so much for giving us this opportunity. Thank you for the freedom. The freedom that we don't deserve, but the freedom that you fully give. And Father, help us to understand that we're here for a reason. And we can make this country a better place if every man, woman, and child who's, a, who's, who's your child can live to serve you. Father, we pray for our country. We pray for the leaders. We pray for our, our, our direction. We pray, Father, we can get back to the place where we can say we're a Christian nation. But, Father, it won't happen until God's people start being God's people. So, Lord, help us to do that. Of course, in Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand together and say <coughs> this morning with God Bless America. <laughs>